Hi everyone and welcome to The Author's Journey, bringing you stories from authors in our community. My name is Moni Dujeji and I'm delighted to have with me today one such author in our community, but more than an author, he's also a ghostwriter, he is a writing coach, he's a podcaster, he wears so many hats and has so many great projects on initiatives on the go. I'm delighted to have him with me today. Kevin Johns, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's great I'm thrilled to, have to be you. here. It's so lovely to see you again. Well, you know, as I said, you wear um, many hats and you, you touch on so many different aspects of writing. But tell me, how did you actually get started um, as a writer yourself on this journey? Well, I grew up in the Ottawa punk rock scene. Oh, really? So I was in several punk rock bands who played throughout the 90s in the Ottawa <laughs> punk scene. And in uh, punk rock music, you tend to not do covers. You tend to write your own songs right from the start. So you were writing your own songs? Yeah. Oh. So from, you know, age 13 on, probably, I was writing my own <laughs> songs, and that included song lyrics. So that was really the beginning of my work as, you know, putting words to the page and being a writer and so uh, I wrote you know probably a hundred and fifty songs you know over several years throughout high school and uh, wow. I ended up going to university <laughs> for actually cinema I loved film I wow. loved movies so I went to Carleton for okay. film but during my uh, academic career I actually fell in love with English literature and ended up doing my master's degree in English literature and so with my master's degree in uh, English it was probably I think pretty much most of the people finish that program and go well it's time to write a book now Wow so that's really so it was a progression from writing lyrics that's mm -hmm. interesting and so what were your inspirations for writing your songs let's start with that oh political I was political. yeah the punk rock scene is very much about uh, equality and social politics okay. kind of left-wing politics and uh, uh, fighting the man and so a lot of a lot of kind of uh, really naive 14 year old I'm gonna change the world and save everyone type lyrics yeah. That's funny. but you know in a way um, maybe you're not saving the world but I, I would imagine that with your more uh, current activities you're maybe changing the world a little bit in your own way yeah, and I think that growing up in the punk scene was really, yeah. really valuable because, as you know, I work with authors, and yes. one of the biggest challenges that they face is perfectionism. Yeah, they, they really, they have, uh, you know, most people who try to write a book have read hundreds of books through they, they're well-educated people they're people who yeah. love literature so they have a great level of taste but they might not yet have the ability to execute at their level of taste and there's a real dissonance there and a real yeah. frustration but one of the great things I learned from the punk scene is you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be a superstar you just have to be authentic and passionate have fun and connect with an audience and that audience right. can be 12 people in a basement in Barhaven <laughs> or something you know and and so I think I think I went into publishing with a very different perspective. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, they look at Stephen King or J.K. Yes. Rowling or whoever their favorite author is and compare themselves to that. But for myself, I, I think that's kind of comparable to comparing yourself to U2 or the Beatles or something. Whereas <laughs> as a punk rocker, I never wanted to be the Beatles. I never wanted to be U2 in tour stadiums. I just wanted to play great, passionate shows with my friends and have fun. And so I've really carried that over into my publishing career, I think, where I, I understand that I'm never going to sell or I'm probably never going to sell. <laughs> 100,000 copies of a book okay. but if I sell 100 copies and it changes 
five people's lives. Yeah. That's huge. You know, that's that's really important. I think that's that's so powerful, you know, what you're saying, because I think a lot of people look to these very successful authors. They look to these big stars and they want to emulate them. They want to be like them. And I think there is a tendency, as you're saying, to almost want to copy their voice or copy their work as opposed to finding what it is that you're most passionate about, right? And trying to stay, trying to find your own voice and what it is that you love to write about, even if your writing influences five people and not the 500,000, you know? Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and I think in our culture, I think it's just a cultural thing where we think success means fame and money. That's like the two Absolutely. factors we yeah. use to, ma to measure success. But the yeah. reality is, Fiction or any books of most kinds yeah. don't make a lot of money, and most authors, J.K. Rowling could probably walk down the street and not be, you know, we, we have this yeah. conflation of a kind of Hollywood superstardom, and we think that's what success in every field looks like. Right. But I think in publishing, yeah. what you discover is there are so many benefits, so many doors open, so many experiences come into your life because of publishing a book. And you realize, oh, this isn't about, I'm never gonna be on the cover of Rolling Stone or I'm not gonna have a pool in my backyard because I'm a millionaire, <laughs> but I'm gonna get to go on cool TV shows in my community or I'm gonna get to meet cool people right. or I'm gonna get invited to give talks somewhere. And, uh, and so it's, it's really amazing to kind of see that there's so many benefits and so many wonderful things about being an author, yeah. but most of them are different, I think, than what you think going in. I think most people go in <laughs> expecting fame and riches, but I yeah. would say the riches come in in a whole different um, way of improving your life and, and you know opening your world and introducing you to new people. I love that definition of success because you know I think a lot of people get caught up in that exactly. You know, you want the fame. You think having you know the hundreds of thousands of books sold defines you now as an author you're now a consecrated author because you've sold X copies whereas in reality it's really much richer than that and the rewards and the benefits are much deeper than just simply the external selling of the books you know success is a very you know it's a very personal definition well what's your personal definition of success how do you know that you um, that you've succeeded as, a, as an author What's your personal definition of it? You know, it's funny. I work with so many other authors, and that's really where my focus and my energy has really gone. I don't even... I, I really look at my own publishing now yeah. as, as more of an example that I'm trying to set for my coaching clients and for other okay. writers out there. Okay. And so for me, success is just the people who I work with feeling confident, chasing their dreams, you know, just more people writing books and more people getting over the perfectionism and just putting stuff out there and, and getting to experience all those benefits we were just talking about. So for me, um, I'm not even really looking at uh, like book sales or, or even revenue from book sales. Uh, I'm really looking at the impact that I'm able to have on other writers' lives and uh, it, you know, there's the thing where they say, those who can't do, teach. Right. But I don't agree with that at all because oh. I can do it. I love it. Yeah. I love to write. But what lights me up, what really brings energy and passion and joy into my life is working with others. And it's not because I'm a failed author. I do pretty <laughs> great as an author. But, uh, you know, we all have different things in our lives that yeah. really make us feel alive. And for me, it's working with other people. So I, I just consider success my clients and the people I support doing well in their lives and really feeling happy and, and getting joy out of the writing and not... Uh, not um, 
either never even starting. So there's so many people who want to write and never even start. Yeah. Um, you know, pushing through that and pushing through all the challenges that come along the way of, of writing a book. Yeah, you know, I think um, it's it's um, it's really interesting to hear an author say, um, you know, I love writing and I'm good at writing, but what really inspires me is helping others um, find their voice and express themselves as well. So tell me how you diversified into this, because you don't really meet a lot of authors who kind of decide, well, you know, now I'm going to go into ghostwriting. That's a whole other category, and we'll talk about that too. I'm going to become a writing coach. I'm going to become a podcaster. That's really, for me, taking what is just the written word and looking at different ways of bringing that forward. Forward. So tell me, how did you how did you start on, as um, as a ghostwriter? Tell me about that as a ghostwriter. So. I, 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 the process of transitioning from being just an author into being this kind of entrepreneur that I yes. am now, it, it was really the process of, as I said, I went to university for film and literature. <laughs> I spent years studying Shakespeare. Okay. I knew nothing about business. I never, you know, I, I grew up a punk rocker, anti-capitalist, you know, I knew <laughs> nothing about business. But I did, I was passionate about writing and about publishing a book, so I put out my first book, The Page Turners, and it came out and all my friends and my family and everyone I knew bought it. It was so exciting and I got an article in the newspaper and it was Ooh. really exciting for about a month. And then everyone I knew had bought it and the sales stopped dead. <laughs> right. And, I, and that was when I suddenly realized, oh, like, I think I'm going to have to learn about marketing and selling and actually being a business because I knew nothing about that. It had right. never had any interest in me at all. But I did want people to read my book. I did want to build a career as an author. Mm -hmm. And so I really spent a good two or three years, actually I consider myself still in the process of just learning how to run a business and how to run an ethical business, a business that I feel good about, yep. that doesn't make me feel swarmy. Or, yep. or, uh, I get that. I totally swarmy. understand that. Yeah. yeah, slimy. Like you don't want to find exactly. that. You want to because it's your baby. It's your work. It's your baby. It's your words. It's you on that page, and yeah. you want to. There's a certain. I understand that feeling. A certain respect of. I, I want to feel good with the marketing that I do, and have it be ethical and a reflection of who I am as well as a person. Yes. Yeah, and, I get and that. What I discovered in that education was that. There is a world of business where people are helping other people and where you can actually make money doing things you love or things you care about or yeah. helping people. And also that marketing doesn't have to be fake. In fact, I would say in today's world, authenticity trumps yeah. almost anything else in terms of marketing. Be yourself, say this is who I am and understand that not everyone's gonna love you, yeah. but there's gonna be a group of people out there who resonate with you and so, um, once I kind of discovered this world of entrepreneurialism, yes. uh, I just looked at ways that I could monetize my skill set. And so that led to developing nonfiction books, books for other writers, where okay. I outline different processes that I've used to help me write more quickly or efficiently or more yeah. easier. That grew into online courses. Online okay. courses grew into coaching, which is really where I've found kind of my my love and my, uh, my focus these days. Yeah. Uh, and then go writing was just another aspect of that. Um, there was okay. a point where I was trying all sorts of things. I was doing some copywriting, I was doing some mm -hmm. freelance articles here and there, and, uh, and the ghostwriting and the coaching were really the two that ended up kind of sticking, the two that I really enjoyed, and, uh, and so that's how I got into that. Wow, and so for those who don't know, a ghostwriter, it does what? So a ghostwriter works with someone to help them write their book. Okay. It's, I, I, there's, Do you I, write for them? 
or are they the ones that are kind of dictating to you? Yes. <laughs> it's really a collaborative <laughs> process and it's kind of different each time okay. but essentially most of the time the situation is you have someone who's really intelligent or yeah. really successful who either doesn't have the skill set to sit down and write a book yeah. or their time is just so valuable that it's not a good financial decision for them to sit down and spend 20 hours writing a book and so right. I meet with these folks and normally through a series of interviews I get the stories and I get the information out of them in their words and then I take that and I craft it into a book okay. in collaboration with them. So it's really, I consider them the author. I do the typing and I do the mechanics but it's their ideas, it's their okay. story, it's their vision. I think that's a very valuable um, skill to have and an important service to offer to potential people who, people who have stories to tell but just don't know how to actually get it done. I want to continue this conversation. We do have to go to a quick break. Please stay tuned as we come back to continue our conversation with Kevin Johns. Welcome back to The Author's Journey, everyone. My name is Moni Dujeji, and I'm delighted to have with me today my guest, Kevin Johns, who is here talking to us about himself as a writer, as a ghostwriter, as a writing coach, as a podcaster, so many services that you have. And one of the, the really interesting uh, uh, services that you have for authors is something that you're calling the Writer's Craft Academy. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell me about that? What's that all about? Well, this grew out of this idea that not everyone can afford one-on-one -on -one coaching. One-on-one -on -one coaching can be pretty expensive because yes. uh, it's not scalable. As, uh, as an, uh, an entrepreneur, yeah. I can only take on so many one-on-one -on -one clients and so you need to charge a reasonable rate to be able to make a living and whatnot. But I also didn't feel like just because you can't afford one-on-one -on -one coaching, you shouldn't get help, you shouldn't get assistance. <laughs> I think everyone, regardless of income, should get assistance. Yeah. So I created this really affordable program called Writer's Craft Academy where I'd made several courses, online courses, videos for clients okay. over the years. I brought them all together into this giant training library so there's over 50 videos for okay. authors on Writer's Craft that they can go through on their own. Maybe they don't have one-on-one um, -on -one access to me but they can watch hundreds of or dozens of videos that I've created for them. And then, yeah, we also have a resource send section where we uh, a bunch of my books are available for them for free, workbooks, other things. Mm -hmm. And then we have a weekly group coaching program. And so once a week, we hop on a call. You know, this is the great thing about technology these yeah. days. There's people in the academy in Sweden. There's people in England. There's people all over America, Canada. And we all come together and we talk about writing and we touch base and we support one another. And uh, we also have a, a Facebook group where we support each other in between calls. But it's really about community and it's about bringing together all these different resources that I've created over the years and just having them all there available. Of, um, available at a really affordable price is $35 a month. That's excellent. Yeah, uh, you know, especially for weekly coaching in there. So um, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. It's been up and running for four months now and you know, it just keeps growing. And I really love the community aspect of it. I love the way when you get a big group of people together who are all going through 
some version of the a similar experience and they can help each other they can support one another and they can they can say oh that that problem that you're dealing with this week you know that that point of view difficulty you're dealing with in your scene I dealt with that last month and uh, <laughs> it's really great it just feels good to bring people together and uh, yeah. and to you know it's I love working one-on-one -on -one with people I mean that's really where I, I get the most excited but uh, you know another thing I love is bringing people together and seeing them yeah. work with each other and build a community and a, a a place where they can feel safe yeah. um, and and part of something because a lot of writers are introverted people a lot of writers uh, you know they're not the people who go out partying Friday night they're the people who stay <laughs> home at the computer working on a novel and uh, it can be lonely and it can be sure. it, it's a long process to write a book and so having a place where they can all go and know that I'll be there for them once a week on a call and that the, the online group is there and all of that is, is something I'm really excited about it and uh, really enjoying and it's going well. I love that. I love that whole idea. I love that whole concept of bringing in that community of writers together to kind of collaborate. And I'm actually this uh, this thought just occurred to me. Do you find that uh, the concerns of writers internationally are the same, or are there different concerns depending on your geography or where you are? This is when one of the amazing things about working with people all around the world is you realize how different people are. You know, Americans are are different than Canadians and Europeans <laughs> are different than Americans. But when it comes to the world of writing, a, a lot of people share the same challenges. So much of it is mindset. So much of it is, I'm not good enough. Is this worth it? Did I choose the wrong story? How do I know when a scene is good enough? Uh, and that's universal. I mean, those those um, big artistic challenges uh, are are across the board for most people. Yeah, I would say you would have to be a bit of a, like a, a personal life coach in a way. You're trying to get people, writers, to have confidence. And I and I certainly appreciate that as a writer myself. That a lot of times you just you just ask those exact same questions that you just mentioned. Is this am I really good enough? Is this really well written? This sounds really kind of not really real and you don't know so it's great that there's an online community to be able to, to support you in that and there you have access to a coach you yeah, know when I got into coaching I really thought 80% of what I did would be writer's craft would be mm. this is the difference between a sequence and a scene and right. this is how we choose point of view for a novel uh, but what I quickly discovered is that's probably 30% of what I do and the other 70 is all habit how can we develop a habit to keep writing regularly how can we yeah. get over self-esteem issues how can we stay focused on a single topic long enough to write a whole novel or even just things like hmm. how can I work with my husband to get him to take care of the kids for an hour so that I can get an hour of writing done you know these life, life challenges a lot of the time it doesn't take folks too long to figure out the craft of writing I mean it's a lifelong journey sure. but the basics of fiction writing people can pick up if they study hard and work at it for a few months but mm. it's the life challenges that ultimately stand in the way and so uh, I do spend a lot of time helping people with that sort of side of things which is fun and interesting and uh, yeah. and uh, great as well well do you have a process yourself that you find works for you as a writer like do you actually sit down every single day to write something or do you just kind of wait until inspiration flows for you Oh, I, I certainly never wait until inspiration flows. Uh, no, I approach it like a job. You know, I, I think there's a there's a famous quote. It's been attributed to a couple different people, and they say, "I only write when I'm uh, inspired." Luckily, I'm inspired every morning at 9 a.m. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the the. Um, 
roadblocks I help people over is that, okay. you know, there's an author named Stephen Pressfield, he calls it turning pro. But it's, it's this uh, the mindset of saying, I'm not just going to sit and wait for the muse to breathe the life of art into me and inspire me. Because writing a novel, especially, takes a long time. And there's going to be good days. And there's going to be bad days. And there's going to be yeah. times where life seems to fall together to support you. And there's going to be times where it feels like life is falling apart. And so you really do need to get into a certain mm -hmm. mindset of, I'm going to approach this like a job. Or at least I'm going to approach this like a regular habit. Right. It's going to be something that I'm going to do Okay. whether I feel like it or not. It's very, there's so many crossovers between fitness and writing. And it's very much like that idea of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You wake up, we're going for a jog. You don't really want to do it, but you know you should. And so you push yourself through that wall, you do it, and then you feel great. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, and the yeah. more you get into it. And so... It's um, a great analogy, actually. It's like going to the gym. You don't want to do it, you don't feel like doing it, but it's something that you know will be good when you actually get it done. Exactly. And you, it's a discipline. It's a discipline and it's a practice. Yeah, and something they exactly. say in the fitness world is, if you miss a workout, that's okay. Everyone misses a workout once in a while, but don't miss two workouts in a row because then that's becoming the right. habit. And that's something I try to keep up with my clients as well. Yeah. You know, you, you were feeling really tired. You had to stay late at work. Something came up so yeah. you didn't get your scheduled writing session in. That's fine. But make sure you get back on track the next day or the next scheduled session. So is that what inspired your latest uh, book, The Novel Advice, which by the way, I love that title, Thank Novel you. Advice. I love the, 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 the play on words. So is that kind of what inspired this? Yeah, so that book is actually a collection of articles that I've written over the last several years okay. in response to specific questions I've gotten from clients. So this book, Novel Advice, I'm so confident in it because <laughs> it, I, it's not a situation of me sitting down and going, what, what do authors need to know? What, what are the challenges they face? These were all just articles I wrote in specific response to clients who came to me and said, I'm really having trouble with this, or I'm really having trouble with that. And uh, and so it's a collection of about, uh, I think there's 25 articles in there addressing um, everything. I've broken up into three sections. So the first okay. section is about craft, really about mm. um, the technicalities, the technical writing stuff. Um, and then there's another section on inspiration, where it's really just about all that mindset stuff. Uh, and then mm. I have a, also have a section on, I call it the writer's life. But these are uh, things that aren't necessarily uh, related to the writing process or to mindset stuff but um, you know being on a TV show this is something authors might need to think about right so it's those sorts of things uh, right. or a podcast exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well that's uh, that's that's really good and so is it available as a physical book or just as an ebook for I've now I've done this one just as an ebook this every uh, this is my seventh book every book okay. I've done paperback and ebook but this time uh, I wanted to try doing just an ebook hmm. see how that went and uh, I'll, I'll probably do a paperback of it at some point here but yeah. um, this one because it's a bit shorter it's a collection of articles and I wanted to, it, you always want to be trying different things experimenting with different things yeah. and so with this one uh, I went ebook only I love the fact that you're not stuck in one mode of doing things and that you're open to exploring different ways of bringing your ideas and bringing the word out into the marketplace. Because I, I, I think, you know, there is that tendency among authors to say, I'm just a writer. All I'm going to do is just sit and write and nothing else. And all of it, the marketing, oh, I don't feel like doing the marketing, so I won't do that. And I love this idea that, you know, I think um, I'll try this idea of an ebook and see if that works for me. And if it doesn't, well, then I'll include a paperback as well. 
And that sense of exploration and curiosity and creativity as a writer, I think is very important, not just in, in writing the book, but also in your presentation of your work to the world. Because it's lovely that you have a book, but if nobody knows about it, you know, then it's, it's kind of just going to sit there and collect dust. And that's a shame, because I do believe we all have something to share, Absolutely. a story to share. Yeah. And with the way technology is changing these days, you have to experiment. You know, what was yeah. working on in Facebook marketing six months ago is completely different than what's happening now. Yeah. And so, we, you know, as authors, we are living in such an exciting time. Like, print on demand, independent publishing is just amazing. Print on demand, for folks who don't know, is just in the past, if you wanted to self publish a book, you had to do a print run. And generally, print runs are in the hundreds or thousands. Yep. So, you, made, you had to put quite a financial risk up front print a run of books and then keep those books in your garage or whatever find yes. a distributor it yes. was very risky and very um, heavy but print on demand is this new service with technology that allows us to print a book when someone buys it so we host our book on Amazon or we host it on an, um, another site uh, people buy it and they print that one copy and ship it to them and it takes such uh, a lot of the risk off the author because they yeah. don't have to have this big upfront investment to uh, to pay uh, for a print run, and and with eBooks, it's even even well, less zero risky. Cost. Exactly, it's zero cost. It's just uploading it. Yeah. You know, um, I want to touch very briefly because we're down to our last minute. Okay. Um, why is it so important to get Amazon reviews? Amazon reviews, they're social proof. It is, we live in a, a social world today with technology, with social media. Yeah. Uh, it's so much distrust of media as well and stuff. Uh, I think a lot of people look to regular people uh, and word of mouth when they're making purchasing decisions, whether that's a boat or whether it's a book. <laughs> and, uh, and I think authors underestimate how difficult and challenging it can be yeah. to get reviews. It, you really do, you need to ask, you need to work hard at it, uh, but it can make sense a difference because when that person lands on your Amazon page and they see you know whatever 50 or 10 or whatever it is reviews yeah. uh, that's gonna play a, a part in their buying decision that's fantastic you know do you have any final words down to our last few seconds to encourage writers on their journey do you have any final words for them I was just telling them to enjoy the process it's kind of a cheesy thing a <laughs> cliche but there is no end point there's no there there is, we have this idea in our heads that there's gonna be this point down the road where I finally feel like a success I finally feel yeah. fulfilled, but we never get there. Uh, being a published author is a journey like all of life, and you need to enjoy it. You can't spend your life living in the future that's never going to come. You just got to be present in the moment and enjoy being a writer because it's fun. We get into this because we love, love it. it. We love writing. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been a very informative session. I so appreciate you coming today. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, I hope to catch you next time on the next episode of The Author's Journey. Have a good day everyone.